going on, everybody? It is December 10th, 2015, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and this evening I'm in the house with two gentlemen that have not been here in a little bit. It's One true. of you at least. Yee bit. So uh, I've got Mr. Justin Townsend. Hello. And Bobby North. Hey, hey. Back from two mm-hmm. momentous occasions. Yep. We'll get to that in a minute. How you doing, Justin? Okay. You good? Yeah, I'm good. You look good. I'm tired. You look tired and good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm tired. It was a, it was a long weekend. Um, flying is the worst. Yeah, you guys did quite a bit of traveling. Yes. Uh-huh. Damn. I did a lot in a very short amount of time. Bob was stretched out a bit more. What did you do? I flew to San Francisco on Friday morning and flew home from San, uh, uh, San Francisco on Monday. Gross. Very early. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was red eye business or no, no red eyes. Uh, although in hindsight, I probably should have, I flew out at like nine o'clock on Friday and we had a 7am flight home on Monday. Ooh. Yeah. So, so did you, you flew in and met up with Bob? Yeah. And, uh, and my friend Eric. Okay. And, um, we had many, many adventures in a short amount of time and then flew home. All right. It was a long weekend. Very nice. We'll get to that in a second. For those of you keeping score at home, uh, Bob recently got married. Yay! And you sound, still you sound thrilled. <laughs> and he's still married. And you went on your uh, your honeymoon. Correct. How did that go? Would you do? That I heard was... you were at Alcatraz. You got in touch with us when you were like yes. trying not to get eaten by sharks. Oh, yeah, I said that. I mean, I'll join the podcast. We'll broadcast live from Alcatraz. I'll do a little thing from inside of a cell or something. Oh, I'm sure they would love that. <laughs> did they? Did you actually do the thing where they lock you in the cell and they leave you there for a couple minutes? No. We we walked in you could close it like it doesn't latch they just had like a little like testing like you could slide the bars closed and they just slide back open but mm-hmm. they give you like the solitary confinement like you go into the dark room and they're like now close your eyes and hold them there like that now just pretend you're here for days doing this and he's like just listen to the sounds of the echoes of the walls and i was like oh this is yeah okay oh they didn't actually put you in and shut the door they didn't shut the door no no come I on guess, yeah, people freaked out <laughs> what are you paying for <laughs> yeah you want the real experience that we should serve, cool, serve you a meal on one of those little shitty trays. Oh, no. Hell no. <laughs> he would have eaten it, though. I probably would have. What do you think the food's like in Alcatraz? Or what What it was? Probably Terrible. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with bad. Actually, no. What they were saying was the food was actually fairly good. because the same food the officers had to eat. So they had to make sure that the people who were cooking it, the, the prisoners, did a good job. Otherwise, they'd be held to pay, followed up. Now, how do you get out there? Do you... Because I can't remember. Because I went, but I went... I went like... I was like 16, so I don't... Do you take a boat? Yeah, there's a boat out there. Okay. Yeah, it pulls up into the dock, which is like the lowest part of Alcatraz Island. Mm. And then you have to climb stairs slash roads that go up and up and up for like ever. Interesting. Did they tell you what kind of sharks are in the water around that place? Uh, they said a couple of them. None of them are really particularly man-eaters, they said. It's like a lot of like legend and lore behind Since it. It's myth. Yeah. Stop but the water will make in. you freeze probably before you cross that. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Probably wouldn't want to go swimming no, there anyway. No, 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 no. I stuck my foot in the water when we walked out to the, the beach. Really? And it was pretty cold. Damn. You're lucky you left with that foot. Oh, yeah. Well, there are people out there. Crazy. The, the surfers are out there. I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. That. I mean, you got wetsuits. I mean, it makes it a little bit warmer, but still, it's yeah. still freaking cold. My friend Nicole is one of those crazy people. Same thing with my friend Jesse. I see their, their posts on Facebook all the time. Nicole's nuts. She's been that way since, I mean, I've known her since the first grade. She has always been uh, very wound, and mm-hmm. uh, she, like, got married and moved to a, 
to the beach with her husband and all she does is like surf all day it's disgusting oh, nice. anyway um so where else did you go besides alcatraz uh we traveled around san francisco we did up uh the aquarium we hit up fisherman's wharf which is if anyone's in the area that is an amazing place for I seafood love you get place. fresh stuff like right off the, the boats they bring it right in they steam it cook it right there wow nice we did uh chinatown well their version of chinatown which mm-hmm. is kind of nice uh japantown they had which is across the way oh, down wow. by the docks a little bit um we also did Little Italy. We walked around there. We did the Academy of Science, which is like, I want to say the Museum of uh, Natural History, mm-hmm. but they got some live uh, animals and stuff in there too. Oh, cool. So they got some stuffed stuff, and then they got some real animals. You could see the penguins and all kinds of stuff. They have reindeer. Anything exotic? Nothing really crazy. I mean, they had reindeer, I guess you can consider, sort of. <laughs> reindeer? <laughs> yeah, like actual reindeer. They were doing the like, Christmas time, so they're doing like the whole... Santa type theme. So that's where they stay. Yeah. 364 days out of the year. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> nice. That's where they're keeping them. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, any like super highlights from anything that you went to? Um, Did you go to any of the arcades on some, on Fisherman's Wharf? Briefly, we didn't stay too long. We were kind of just trying to get as much of the city done, which we visited her cousins that live out there and they were like, wow, we're shocked and surprised you did like three quarters of the city in like the first like two or three days we were there. That's how it's done. Yeah, we pretty much walked for the most part, and then we got uh, City Pass, which was like 90 bucks, and it gives you access to all the trains, trolleys, whatnot. We found that out later, and we're like, all right. That cool. Could have saved some time. <laughs> nice. What kind of food? You have uh, any good tacos? We tried everything. We, we tried to do every night was a different style of food. Like, one night we did Korean, one night we did Vietnamese, one night we did uh, Italian. Went through all of it. Thai. Thai. We did with uh, Justin and Eric one night. Oh. Indian. We went to, there's a good place called Amber. Oh, cool. It's really good food. Where is it? Uh, that was over, it's just slightly off a of market and something. I'm Mission. To, Mission, something like that. Is there anything you won't eat? I'll eat just about anything. I'll eat anything. I thought so. What about you? Is there anything you really don't like? Pretty much everything. I'm very picky. Really? Yeah. Wow. We should talk. The only thing I, I didn't eat there too. was pizza. Everyone kind of shunned me away. They're like, oh, you're from New York. You're Don't just going to hate the no. pizza. <laughs> yeah, I remember I ordered a slice of pizza when I was staying on Balboa Island in California, and they served it to me, and it was the whole the whole tomatoes sitting mm-hmm. on top, and I am deathly allergic to oh. tomatoes. So I was like, excellent. I can't eat this. <laughs> like, I can I can suffer through, like, a regular slice, and I'll, I'll deal with it, but mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do raw tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah. No, that's uh, the apple of death for me. So anyway, um, so thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, one of the parts of their their trip, I'll let you guys talk about it. But uh, Justin and Bob went to the PlayStation Experience yep. this past weekend. Uh, so we'll be catching up with them, finding out what they saw, what they thought of the show, uh, talk a little bit about video games that uh, we played this past week, and then uh, we're gonna like we're getting ready to start doing our game of the year stuff. So um, we'll see if we could find time to. Start talking about what we're thinking uh, for those things. But otherwise, we're just going to save all that information for the next time that we roll out. Yay. So, who wants to go first? Who wants to tell me about the PlayStation experience? We'll start with that. Yeah, well, let's, uh, we'll just do like a, a joint thing here. Mm-hmm. All right, go for it. Uh, so, um, our PAX days, we want to get there nice and early. Uh, but this is a little bit different because we wanted to make it to the press conference. So we got there on Saturday morning. I'm going to say, what, like about like 5.30 in the morning? Yeah. And it was a nice uh, departure from our days at PAX because it wasn't freezing. Mm. It's actually kind of nice. I think it was like 50. Yeah, yeah, what was the weather like out there? It's like 50s, yeah. It's like almost, uh, I want to say close to 10 degrees warmer than over here. 
Yeah. Ooh. But last year we went to PAX, it was about 10 degrees. Yeah. So, and we were right on the water. So we were in between buildings. There was really no wind. Um, Bob was playing uh, his Vita. He was playing Rogue Legacy on his Vita. And yes. I was like, hey, give me that for a second. And then I played it for about an hour. Ah. Like, oh, man, yeah, he got hooked Rogue on Legacy. it. Like, get it away. Yeah, I told him to take it away from me. Uh, so we... um. We got there and we were like, I think five thirty. We're gonna be we're gonna be pretty good. And we were probably about like number, I'd say like a hundred online somewhere around then. That's pretty. There sweet. were people lining up uh, at like f- five o'clock the previous night. Yeah, the guy who got the picture for first place was there at nine o'clock at night. He stayed the day before. He got his badge and just stood on that line. He made his own little line and just stood there. Yeah. Now, okay, what does that get you? Like, besides being the first person in line, are you really going to get, like, nope. that seat? It makes you really, really tired. That's what it makes you. No. Like, we wanted... I wanted to be in the first row or two. Whoa. And, uh... Did it stop? No, no, no. We're, oh, we're still going? We're some good. Some sort of weird noise just I'm happened. I'm getting a, an orange AVG detection Trojan horse generic blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Okay. Everything's fine. We wanted this just to be in, like, the first row or so. And, uh... We lined up inside. We lined up. We got inside, and I was like, "All right, you know, judging from all the people that we have online in front of us, you know, hopefully we'll be, you know, towards the front." I, I didn't know how big it was going to be, and then it ended up seating like five thousand people, and we were four rows from the front and pretty much dead center. Mm-hmm. See, it's fine. It stopped. Great. <laughs> uh, so that was really cool. Like we we sat down, and it was like really exciting. You turn around and you just see like every all the seats filling in behind you, and um. I had never been to a press conference before, and it was really, really like pretty cool. Um, I forget the, the dude's name, the, the the guy he replaced. I think it was um, was it Andrew House? Uh, I can't picture this guy's name, but he's like he's the head of Sony, you know, okay. the, the PlayStation division, mm-hmm. and he comes out wearing like a Crash Bandicoot shirt, which was oh yeah, um, I heard about that, amazing. Uh, which is like a a direct rip. I think it's a Phil Spencer who is like head of Xbox, and like so. He would always come out wearing like some sort of obscure game that people want. And for a while, it was Battletoads. He was wearing like a Battletoads shirt and made sure people noticed he was wearing a Battletoads shirt. And every time this other guy has been on the stage, it's always been in like a three-piece suit. I feel like it's always been that. Or at least a button, you know, pair, a nice pair of slacks and a button down. And for him to come out wearing a Crash Bandicoot shirt, it was like, man, this must be killing him. Because it just, you could just tell like he was so uh, uncomfortable in his own skin wearing anything but like business attire. Uh, so it kicked off um, – with like a video montage which was really cool and it was loud and um the first thing they showed was uncharted which was pretty sweet um you know i was trying to avoid uncharted spoilers uh, mm-hmm. but you can if it's right in front of you and so they showed uh that uncharted now has dialogue trees interesting which is mm-hmm. really like the crowd reacted in like a huge way when they saw that because at first i was just like oh yeah i can pick which answer oh wait a second he has to pick an answer that's new uh so that's a new thing for the series uh, which I thought was actually like pretty cool. It'd be like a pretty cool thing for them to do. I, you know, I always think of Uncharted as like a more cinematic thing, where you're just kind of like following yeah. along in a movie. But since this is their last one, maybe like in a way, like the question that Nate's brother asked him was like, "What was the best part?" And like three things from I think all the three different games came up, and like it was like kind of like I was choosing. I were I'll, I'll get to choose what was my favorite part, and then hear him play it. And also, I think it adds to replayability. Interesting. Hmm? So, what do we think that means for the game? Like, are we going to have branching paths now? I doubt it. I think it's just going to be different dialogue at different points. It helps with the immersion. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's got to a little more. It's got to serve some kind of purpose, doesn't it? I'm sure. Like, 
sure probably replayability where you can hear all the different lines if you want to but i don't really think it's going to end in certain places what if like he asked you what you remember most and then you click it and you get to play that sequence that would be cool like he just nathan drake just falls to the ground starts having dreams <laughs> go back to the train from the beginning of two so good. i like how they mentioned that and then um they had a, a montage of all people freaking out about final fantasy 7 and the uh and they showed gameplay, which I was surprised about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob, what did you think of the gameplay? Because I, uh, I never played Final Fantasy VII. I'm, I'm amazed with it. I pretty much love Seven, so you brought more better graphics. All the characters looked amazing in it. I'm like, all right, I'll buy it again. What do you think of the combat? Did you see that oh, it, like, yes. it looks kind of like nice 15 change. as opposed to uh-huh. the old school turn-based stuff? Yep, definitely a plus. Mm. It looks really good. Like I've, I've seen the trailers and stuff like that. I saw the footage. And they were doing the the side by side comparisons where they would show you the new stuff first and then show you the old stuff, mm-hmm. and it, it really is kind of incredible how they're they're reimagining that stuff and just how they they up the level on it uh, oh, yeah. so much. But um, did you hear it's going to be episodic? That I missed a little. Yeah, it's going to be episodic. Hmm. Yeah, Which makes sense in a way because yeah, if they're going to wait for that game to be done, it would probably take like four years. Yeah, that's I mean, a big game. On what was it? Uh, when it first came out, seven, it was. I think five, six CDs long, something like that. What, Final Fantasy VII? Seven? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was multiple CDs. I know it was multiple CDs. I thought it was four. Might, might be. I still have it at the house. I have, to I have, I have like three copies of that game still. <laughs> They're sitting in my dining room. I looked at them today. I wish I had my PlayStation hooked up. PS2 still plays games uh, from the PlayStation, right? Yes. Good. Wait, yes, it does. Ooh, good. PS2 is now emulated on PS4. No. Yes. But it is now. It is now. But I can't just pop it in. No, no, no. Oh. There's games that you like. You can buy again right. and play them because they're running emulation. Yeah, I heard the prices for those were a little whacked. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's out of control. It's It'll come down. Angry. There's that. Um, oh, you remember that game store that opened up in Miller Place? Yeah, the that one I said like about. shut down. They actually relocated. They're in a, a bigger uh, shopping center down the road, cool. so they're still around. So if anybody wants to pick up any of those PlayStation games and you're in the area, they've got tons. Um, all right. So what, uh, so, all right. So you get down, you sit down, you see uncharted. What was next? Uncharted. So it was uncharted final fantasy. And then I'm trying to think, Bob, what came up next? Do you have a list, Steve, of all the things, all the, all the announcements? There? Yeah, I got a couple of things. So I'm, I'm going to just jump around. The, the main thing that I got, I took away from, um, the press conference was like, okay, they're really trying to push VR. Yes. That's yeah. That, let me see. Can we let's just let's go through a couple of the of the announcements before we tackle the VR thing because I have a lot of questions about VR. Um, you saw people are getting tired of us talking about this. You saw the Destiny Sparrow thing, right? Oh yeah, they announced that that was that was there running. There was actual a Sparrow that you did could you get play your it? Picture on? No, you could picture on. Not what I was going to play it because I could have just. It's available now. It's going, gonna, it is going on now. Have you played yeah, it yet? No, I haven't played it. Yeah, I'm going to play it tonight. But right. uh, I wasn't going to wait online. Okay. It was a long line uh, to play that. Um. You know Cooney too. Yeah, people mm-hmm. freaked out about that. Uh, people oh. freaked out about um, King of Fighters. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know I worked on a King of Fighters game? No, I didn't. There you go. There you go. I worked on one of the ones for the DS. It was the only game that I made that I was actually really proud of because it was super tight. Uh, yeah, people were freaking out about that. Uh, what was it? Um, a Japanese game. Yakuza. Yakuza. Zero and uh, the new, the other new Yakuza. One. I always forget how to say it. Yakuza. Yakuza. Uh. So zero and five, I think five is available now on PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff they showed. Oh, they, they showed like a whole mess of indie games, which, you know, always, uh, you know, gets me excited. They showed this one game called Hob, which looked really cool. It reminded me of Bastion. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended the show um, with Epic coming out on stage and uh, their MOBA Paragon coming to PS4. That had just got announced. It was like a PC. cinematic trailer, yeah. right? Yeah, there's actually gameplay up of it on Kotaku, and it looks gorgeous. Um, third person, uh, but, you know, Sony didn't have a MOBA, so now they do. And then after that, you know, I'm, there were other announcements that are just like slipping my head right now, but nothing like super huge coming to mind. What was the, I heard, uh, I'm actually clicking on the link right now, hopefully uh, I can get some answers here, but they, uh, they had some Vita stuff there. They had Hitman Go. Hitman Go is coming to PS4 and Vita. Like, you know, they were trying to finally, you know, be like, hey, Vita, we remember you. Sony remembered it had a child and was like, oh, oh yeah, that, that one. Yeah. Yo, Maniac Mansion. And Day of the Tentacle both coming out mm-hmm. for the Vita. Speaking yep. of, and uh, they said they were going to do Full Throttle. They had uh, Tim yeah. Schafer come out on stage. All right. Um, yeah, we got Civilization Revolution 2, something called Severed. Uh, Severed is from Drinkbox. That's uh, the guys who made Guacamelee. That's a mm-hmm. Vita exclusive. Oh, cool. Uh, Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. Lego Marvel Avengers, uh, Odin Sphere. Oh, cool. Odin Sphere. I can't even pronounce that. Well, those weren't done at the conference. Leaf Razor? Uh, it's, oh, yeah, it just says also scheduled for 2016. I, I thought the good one was uh, Ad- uh, Adult Swim had a bunch of games that they were showing off. Oh, yeah, they're like, uh, we also make games now. Yeah. There's something called Salt and Sanctuary on this list. I'm kind of curious about that. Um, so that's cool that they're that they're showing some Vita love. That thing, mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time. Like, I remember a game being announced for that thing, and it was actually, like, an event. You know what I mean? Like, stuff just kind of sneaks out mm-hmm. onto that system, or most of the time it's just downloadable stuff. A lot of the indie stuff now, they're trying to do both. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a few of them, and they're like, right now we're on. We're going to be doing four PSN, but he's like, if you want to see it, go on the forums and just make a request. He's like, we need a lot of help doing this because their teams are usually not big enough to do both at the same time. Yeah. So they're like, if you push Sony, Sony will help them get it ported to the Vita. Mm. Uh, I have a question. Maybe you know the answer. Ratchet and Clank. That was yep. something else they showed. All right. Yep. Ratchet and Clank have a movie coming out um did it i guess it got pushed to 2016 because we're getting okay it was supposed to come out this year but um i guess it got pushed how does that look because i was a huge fan it looks great Mm -hmm. it looks absolutely fantastic nice yeah they gave you a little popcorn they had it playing the little trailer thing up on the screen and had a popcorn vendor like right alongside it i'm excited to hear yeah i've seen the trailer before a couple i've been doing uh making the rounds at the movie theater for Joe Blow for all the animated films. So I've been like, I saw Peanuts, I saw mm-hmm. Dinosaur, all that stuff, Hotel Transylvania too. Um, so I've seen the trailer for that Ratchet and Clank thing like five times. Yeah, it was and really cool. It looks really good. It looks so, like they haven't changed a thing. It just, it looks like an hour and a half long version of the game cinematics, which is all it really needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, it's not the first game again, right? Like it's a, it's a game based on the movie. It's a game based on the movie, based on the game. All so right. they're remaking one, but they're mm-hmm. reimagining one. They're adding in some new things. Okay. And it looks, you know, it looks absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Nice. They also showed Street Fighter. Um, five? Yeah, Street Fighter Five, the, like the new latest character. Fong. Fang. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen any of the footage of his character. I'm still into that weird. game, though. It's weird looking. Did you see the Mortal Kombat announcement for Season 2 characters? No, no. I, I don't know that. who the like the Mortal Kombat people are, but uh, they're bringing Leatherface 
and the alien. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see that. Yeah, more DLC characters. It, it the trailer ends with the alien kind of like you know coming down into the into the lineup, and at the very end, it um like throws its arms down and blades come out <laughs> just like Baraka. So I'm thinking that the alien is going to be the new Baraka for Mortal Kombat X. All right then. I am so down for that. That sounds great. Um, I never finished the story mode in that game. I should go back and do that at the after we're done with all of our stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't really see too much else on this. Animushu meets Dark Souls Team Ninja's new PS action game. Oh yeah, that's right. There, that, there was that like ninja looking game mm-hmm. that uh, this it did all... remind me of Dark Souls. All right, this it is had all that from, type uh, of combat. Sorry, go ahead. No, it was fine. That's it. Okay. Does it like? Was it? Does it look cool? Yeah, it looked pretty good. I mean, it it's a dark. It looked like a Dark Souls game. So like, my interest in it is. <laughs> only so much but it i mean it looked beautiful yeah and it was cool that it was like it looked like a like a ninja type game they don't even have does it have a name neo yes that was it okay all right there's a i'll have to look at the the trailer um i'm getting all this stuff from gamespot.com by the way i don't want to shortchange them on the uh the information i mean they showed some like i was surprised they showed the show for 2016 i was like it's a weird place to show a sports game mm. um they showed dead star which was a really cool looking game what's up so it's this game. Um, what's the best way to describe it, Bob? It kind of re- remind me of like a top-down sh- space shooter, uh, but it was like mm-hmm. team deathmatch or like a you know a team-based thing. They have different bases. A top-down? Yeah. Well, like hell divers. Like hell divers, but, but with ships. spaceships, like yeah. a twin-stick shooter. Cool. Yeah, you'd be able to sh- you'd steer at one and you'd aim with the other. So some yeah. ships would be able to shoot in multiple directions. Oh, and- dude, I love those games. So there was this one mode that they were really excited about, um, and they actually said it was directly inspired by Battlestar Galactica. Uh, it was the episode number is like thirty three or something like that. And so what this this mode was uh, is is you take a team of five, and you have a giant ship, and your ship ports into the middle of another two other players team like team deathmatch thing 10 on 10 and they're so it's 10 up. it's 10 on 5 on 10 and now the two people who are battling now all of a sudden have you to deal with hmm. and you are supposed to protect your ship for as long as possible and then you port for uh to another game and another game and another game and i think you have to last through a certain number of games and survive to win wow i forget what the what the mode is called uh that sounds cool but yeah they were i mean they were just to saying it was directly inst- uh, mm-hmm. inspired by Battlestar Galactica. Hmm. Yeah, the other mode they had us demo was uh, just basically a five-on-five five capture. Like, oh, you got bases. to play it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Bob's in the beta. Oh, yeah. That game was Are really you? fun. Yeah. Some of the ships had some really cool stuff. Like, one ship was, uh, it launched this giant grenade, <clears throat> and you would push the grenade with your ship, and it would just keep moving in whatever direction it was. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it had a little countdown on it. It would lock itself into place and spin up a big bubble. And everything inside of the bubble would blow up. Mm-hmm. So the objective for the enemy team was to try to dodge it away from their base. If you can hit it before it locks into place, you could deflect it someplace else. What is this game called again? Dead Space? Uh, Dead Star? Dead, Dead Star. Star. Yeah, that's right. Dead Space. Oh, I say Dead Space. <laughs> I like another Dead Space again, too. Yes, yes, indeed. Although that the uh, the helmets kind of reminded me of that. Little VR helmets. Ooh. Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about the VR. Did you guys get to try it? Yes. Ooh, yes. tell so they, me about it. Tell me about it. So uh, they showed a bunch of stuff at the conference for VR. They were really pushing it. This was the one that they were really going to get out there with this stuff. Uh, so they, they did a demo um, that absolutely failed. It's hard to demo VR. Like, <laughs> it, it is not easy How at did it all. Fail? So one of the guy's um, move sticks just didn't work. And so what they did was they set it up where they had two guys come out on stage. 
and they were put on the VR headsets and they were supposed to be standing on these columns in VR and they were taking these discs and throwing the discs off walls at each other and you were like dodging around and stuff but like okay. it just demos so badly I kind of wish they they just removed that just it was just very poorly even the the quality of what they did was they should have just put any one of the demos they had for the VR stuff up already and it would have been fine It's just hard to do that and and show what VR does like mm-hmm. it's hard to watch a video of VR and then understand what it feels like you have like, to play you, it you have to play it yeah. but like i get what they were trying to do they were trying to show like look you can see what i'm looking at so they had camera they had like whatever the, their feed was like whatever they were looking at you could see on the screen and they had two screens so you could see what they were both looking at you could see them looking at each other mm-hmm. and then they would they were doing stuff like demoing like turning and looking left to right and looking up and looking down and like throwing a disc off a wall and watching it bounce and the other guy was trying to dodge them it like I understand what they were trying to do. It just it doesn't work that well. It, like I I feel like they have to try and do that stuff, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't work. Was it like their dialogue all cheesy and like pre written? No, it wasn't because you could tell it was you know, it, it wasn't pre written that one of the things wasn't going to work that well. Right. So it also so, like apart, the, it, yeah it fell apart. But I mean they were they were trying Stick to the script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they showed a bunch of games. Uh, they showed Eagle Flight uh, from Ubisoft, um, the modern taxi, uh, the modern zombie taxi company. Pretty funny looking. Which is a like the new crazy taxi mm-hmm. okay. in VR with the zombies. Oh no! A um, hundred foot robot golf uh, battle against the. Uh, oh, I heard about that. Like yeah. you have to like destroy structures <clears throat> to get uh, to be able to hit the balls. Yeah, it directions. just looked it looked insane. You can uh, bounce it off your own teammates. <laughs> there was a Psychonauts game that they were showing, uh, Res Infinite. Yes, I played that in How? VR. Oh, tell me about that. <laughs> we'll Res is one of my favorite games. We'll ever. get there. Uh, Ace Combat Seven. Uh, Gollum uh, from Highwire Games. Oh, you know who runs Highwire Games? Who? Marty O'Donnell. Oh yeah. Yeah, he has a stu- like a studio of seven people he created, and oh, now nice. instead of doing just music, he's like the head of a game studio. Who's Marty O'Donnell? The guy who does the Halo music. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and that's a P- uh, PlayStation VR exclusive. Um. All right, so let's talk about getting onto the show floor. So after that was done, it was like, all right, let's go run, and we wanted to go run to Riggs. Which is uh, Gorilla Cambridge or Cambridge? There, that's their um, and they showed it at E three. That's their like weird esports rigs mechanized. Um, yeah, like esports murder robot simulator, which which oh, is like, also um, basketball. What? So rigs is this game, and they they show this also at the uh, Paris Games Week. Picture this. Picture you're it's a three on three game, and you're in these giant twenty foot mechs. And you are in a crowded stadium, like an, an arena. You're and playing in Dubai. What would yeah. they let us play in? You're playing in the Dubai. futuristic Dubai. Okay. So the, the point of this is to you want to go destroy the other team's robots. You want to get three kills in a row. And when you get three kills in a row, you hit overdrive. You then want to go run and jump into a hoop <laughs> floating in the middle of the stage. And you score points that way. That's how you win. Yeah, basically overdrive is you're now a basketball. You you're have to sink yourself without dying or being deflected away. And so there's points where it's like, you know, you're trying to be deflected away from the goal or you're, they're trying to kill you on the way to the goal. And it was, you know, you, you have, it's a very simple concept. So you, can, you have three things. You can increase your damage, you can increase your speed, or you can repair yourself. But you only can choose one of those at a time unless you're in overdrive. Then all three are constantly active. Yeah. Okay. So this was the bi- this is their big thing for VR. Like this is the thing that they've been demoing showing and um that we knew that was going to be there and we wanted to run to that first thing. Except the day before PlayStation um experience, they started opening up RSVP slots. 
and they've any conference or any game show I've ever been to, they've never done RSVPs. So the entire thing got filled up real quick. Ooh. And mm-hmm. so we found out it was open for the first half hour on the first day, the last half hour of the day, and on the following day, the first hour and the last hour. Ooh. So we ran there, and we missed being in that first half hour window by about two minutes, three minutes, I, I would say. Yeah. And we they were like, look, you can stand here and wait, and if somebody doesn't show up for the RSVP, we're going to pull people off this line. Well, and it never ended up happening. So we waited like an hour and was just like, let's just forget this. Did you tell them who you are? Yeah, I don't think they would care. That's what I would have done. I'm sort of a big deal. Like, do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> I'm a nobody. <laughs> I know it would not have worked, no. but it would have been funny. Uh, so at that point, we split. Uh, Eric and I went one way. Bob and Mel went another way. And uh, Eric and I went and played For Honor, which was that Ubisoft game they showed at E3. I don't remember that. It is the crazy sword fighting game. Uh, so, like, you are in the Crusades. You are a knight in the Crusades, and you are fighting oh, other knights. Oh, yes. Okay. And it is very, like, it's very intense with the way that they do the sword battles because it's all about having your hands in the proper position to block yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's like Age of Conan. Right, right. So that was actually kind of neat. So we did a four-on-four match, and we choose we choose our knights, and uh, you want to capture bases. Uh, the hard part was, for some reason, they had the enemy team in blue. So anytime you saw somebody in blue, they were an enemy, and your teammates were in red, and that just tricked my brain a whole lot. So I kept seeing blue people and being like, oh, teammates. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so it was it was interesting because, like, you have a whole bunch of just NPCs fight, fighting in the middle, and they are just, like, cannon fodder. Like, you just go down there and you just slaughter all these NPC guys. But then another, you'd see another player, and now you see him, and there's a little marker um, – that's shaped like a triangle and so top if it was lit would mean you'd have to like switch your hands so it'd be top left and right so you are going against somebody and you're constantly shifting your stance to try mm-hmm. and match them if you need to block but you also don't want to attack when they're when you're in the same spot so it's kind of like a mind game that you're playing with them like you keep shifting to match them and then at the last second if you kind of like figured out what their pattern is for like going back and forth you try and figure out like if he's going left right now i'm going to hit right and hit right and then attack and so that we, he's unguarded that's all good and fine until you're fighting two guys at once. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but we had a lot of fun with that. There, the directions that we weren't we were getting weren't very great. So, hmm. uh, like, they were like, you could no, you could have healed yourself. I was like, well, somebody should have told me that. Because I, I think the better that you do and the more bases that you capture, you start getting, um, like, bonuses. Like, at one point, I had a catapult that I just kind of, like, launched into the crowd of cannon fodder and got, like, a whole mess of points. Nice. But I don't really understand how that was all going. But, like, I enjoyed what I played of it. We only got to play it once, though. What did you do after we left? Uh, was this this was in Riggs? VR, right? No, that was not VR. Oh, this no. is, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going down the list of all the stuff that we played. We like the VR stuff is coming. So when you say hand positions, what are you raising the controller? No, 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 no. You're just matching by hitting left, right, and up on the like D-pad. You would swing on the, from the right side, the stick. Or swing from okay. the left, depending on. I thought this was more of a physical thing. Oh, like good lord, it. I would die. <laughs> It'd probably make it a little easier. Maybe. Uh, that, I mean, that that game was a, little, a bunch of fun. What else did you play when you were uh, when we split up? Uh, we went off to the indie booth. So what'd you play over there? Uh, Fallen Legion. That was that. Uh, it's their side scrolling. Um, if you want to think of it like Gauntlet, where you have like different characters basically, but you control all four characters at once with one controller. So okay, you're like you're. It's like a story driven thing. So as you go through the story. Like X will control one character, O will control another character, oh, Box boy. will control another character. Box, yeah. Box, O Square. and Box, 
Sorry, I'm old school. What do you want I've, from me? Old school. I've never heard. I've box never heard that before. In my life. Really? I can't wait to tell Eric you said that old tomorrow. Old school. That's how it is, man. Box. Over me. Square. <laughs> square. Sorry. Box. Oh. It's the same thing. What's box? Square. Holy shit. <laughs> please continue. Yes, yes. please. Please. Have but more gems like that come out. You have uh, a princess, which uh, is a healer, basically. She's one of the only ones who have like multiple things. So you'd hit triangle and you would do, you know, Spark. triangle up would give you one thing. Tri- regular triangle would give you your center like attack. And uh, the bottom one is like a res. So you'd go through the story like that. And it's like an action based uh, like attack system where mm-hmm. every character has three attacks, basically three, three shots, action points, you want to call them. If you use it up, you got to wait for them to recharge. So you got to like try to like sync them up in combination to go to keep yourself going, fighting without just standing still. I feel like mash all the buttons you'll be sitting there for a little while waiting Mm -hmm. but also if you get good with your blocks you have a block button if you can hit the block at the right time you'll counter the enemy which will fill your attack bar back up again and it'll stagger whatever you're fighting all right yeah it was pretty good though cool there's a lot of indie stuff there um devolver was there gang beasts was there um there's like a a lot of stuff um that i looked at like Enter the Gungeon was there, but I didn't play that because I know I'm going to play it when it comes out. Firewatch. Yeah, I didn't get to like I didn't get to see the experience at all. I was I was traveling upstate, so I missed the whole thing. Did they have like a decent trailer for indie games this time out? Because I remember the last like two shows where they were showcasing stuff. I feel like the indie games have been put into like one of those montage trailers. You get like 1.5 seconds of each thing coming out, and like sort of you can't like even read the titles at the bottom. Uh, no, they didn't do they didn't do like a montage, and they had tons of indie game stuff there. Uh, just like the indies off the top of my head, like Brawlhalla is a Smash Brothers clone, like Bro-Hala? a legit Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla, it's yeah. a legitimate Smash Brothers clone, and I played it uh, like three years ago at PAX when it was uh, on Vikings Steam. In it, yeah, and yeah. it's fun. It's a, it's a, it's a fun game. You got um, all kinds of stuff. There's a girl with uh, two guns. So. Not a hero. Um, was there like a, just a, like a whole mess of indie games. Um, all the the Devolver digital stuff is great. Uh, Alienation, which is upcoming, uh, is fantastic looking. Um, it's from Housemark, the guys who did Resogun and Dead Nation. I mean, it, it's another top down shooter from them. That just the the freaking graphics on it were fantastic. Uh, the Tomorrow Children were uh, was there. Eric got a big kick out of that. That's nice. like um, that looks unlike any other game on on PS4. I can't even explain what it really looks like. You know, it's like a I want to say it's like a base building simulator, but you're it looks like you're made of porcelain and you're defending your base from these giant alien looking things walking towards you and you when they die you collect resources to build more stuff. Erica's online for that to play it uh, for a while while I was eating tacos. <laughs> they weren't good tacos. No. No, not at all. Guns up uh Chicken was or there. Beef. I had every, I had one of everything. Uh, oh, that's where you went wrong, man. <laughs> well, they weren't. I mean, I had one bite of each, and I was like, "This was obviously a mistake." Uh, so there's a game called Guns Up, which was like a, a base building uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Drawn to Death was there. Yep. Yeah. That's the new David Jaffe game where you're fighting inside of a kid's notebook. That game was interesting. Well, you've got it. You've got it here. I'm in the alpha test, which I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh, but shit. I can talk about what I played. It's weird because like Oops. I have two games that I can talk about. That are I I can't talk about them because they're on my console, but I can't talk about playing them two days ago, which is just strange. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Drawn to Death was like you know you're playing inside of a kid's notebook and it's super vulgar and everything. It's got one of the best styles I've ever seen. It's so unique looking, like everything is is penciled, sketched. Mm-hmm. Your weapons, you're literally throwing bodies out of coffins or f- 
using a dragon to shoot fire, and all the fire is hand drawn. It's it's really wild. The uh, death taunts are the most amazing thing at any oh, yeah. game. What are the death taunts? When you die, it shows little pictures of things. And at one point, I looked up and there was a unicorn saying, "Prepare your anus." Nice on the right, on like on the top right when I you die, uh, they'll be like you were getting made fun of from somebody, and so there was like an old grandma screaming like, "F you." Um, like it was it was so weird. It's a weird game, but it, the weirdness of it is what really like sells sells the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that I got to see it, but it looked pretty interesting. Yeah, well, we couldn't get in because there was nobody online at the moment. Uh, the other game that I, I got into the beta of um, that Eric and I really liked, we got to play one match with Bob as well. Um, was Kill Strain. They announced Kill Strain a couple of years ago. I want to say not last E three, the E three before. They didn't even come on stage. Yeah, I remember. It wasn't last E3. It was the one before. And they're like, we're, we're Sony Santa Monica. We're doing this game called uh, or San Diego Studios. We're doing a game called Kill Strain. It's five on two on five. We're going to have more about it. You're really going to like it. It's completely free to play. And yeah. I was like, okay. And then completely forgot about it for a long time. I forgot about it until you mentioned it just now. And I saw it and I was like, yeah, all right, let's go try it. And it ended up being my favorite thing at the show. Cool. By far. Uh, so it's a weird mix of games. And I think you'll like it. So it mixes Evolve, Heroes of the Storm, and top-down shooters. I'm in. So basically the game starts like this. So you have five. It's a five-on-five game. And you want to control lanes and territory. So you both start on the left side of the map. And there are capture points that you want to get. And you want to defeat the other team. Except there's two other players who are monsters who start at the top of the map. Okay. Now the monsters want to spread their strain, their disease through the actual map and by they do that by hitting triangle and they actually slam the ground and the strain spreads okay they're invisible in the strain and that's where they get healed so all of a sudden you are fighting the other team and these two monsters come out of nowhere and now that's where the five on two on five part comes in except that the monsters when they kill you if they can drag your body into the strain now you become a monster and now it's five on three on four what yes and it is like a weird thing where it's like, okay, this is kind of like Evolve because you're like the, the better that you do, you start leveling up and you level up like, you know, um, it's not like you're picking skills or anything, but like you come, your guy comes, there's like, I think there's like eight characters in the build and your each of the characters has different abilities. So like I was using a, uh, a melee class. So I only have a sword and I have an attack which will slow enemies and then I could put down a turret which shoots at enemies but also if you're in the circle of the turret it'll heal you bob was using a guy with a flamethrower and he that that guy has different abilities and (laughs) so on and so forth and you're like those stats will get stronger so it's this like constant like tugging like um push and pull push and pull excuse Mm me where you're like you're tugging against the other team but like you have to remember like if we don't stop fighting these guys and go fight the monsters the monsters are always going to win like if you if you play it as a team deathmatch, you will lose Every time. What if you like team up with the other team and take the monsters out and then you take out each other? It's just like a gentleman's agreement. I don't even know if that'll work. I, the only way to, to win. Whoever the, kills the enemy, the monster's base will take it. Yeah. So that's the thing is the only way to win the match without time running out uh, is to go into the other person's base and destroy their generator, which means you have to get past their turrets and everything. But if the clock runs out and one of the teams hasn't done that, hasn't done that, the monsters will always win because the, the strain just spreads too fast. Hmm. So it's this, like, pretty cool thing where it's, like, you're fighting another person and all of a sudden there's a monster here. Sometimes the monster helps you out because, like, 
he it's a wild card thrown into the match and it's like oh good his presence here helped me get away or his presence here helped me damage this group of enemies not that the monster was trying to do that but like i was able to like secure a kill here and then i could run away yeah well if, if somebody's busy fighting that thing you can sneak past them and do mm-hmm. what you gotta yeah. do it was a it, it's it's really a a lot of fun. It it's, sounds awesome. We played, so we played one match, and we like, well, this was fun. Eric came in second. We played a second match, and this time, me, Eric, and Bob were all together. And Eric went like thirty and thirty and zero. I was like twenty eight and five, and Bob was like fifteen and one. And the three of us just rolled around together, obliterating everything in sight. Jeez. And uh, that was like we were all just like there was good synergy between the characters, which we had just picked, and it ended up working out that way. And you know, you're playing at at a at a show. So people are picking up a controller who have never even like heard of a game like this before. So it's not the best barometer to be like, God, I'm going to be awesome at this game. I'm the king around here. But it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Like Eric was like, well, I've already came. I've, like, uh, he's like, I already got like uh, a t-shirt and stuff. So like first and second get the t-shirt. So this time I got a t-shirt and then Bob was able to get the t-shirt and stuff. Wow, they were buttering you up. Yeah. And uh, we were able to secure a, like beta code. They were doing this thing where it was like, you just tap into stuff. Like you take your ID badge and like there was RF scanners and you would like tap in, sign the worst in, system. and sometimes you would get like stuff like, oh, you signed in, cool, you're in the you're in the closed alpha now, and so we are. When does that start? It started a couple days ago. Yeah, we most playing, of the stuff went live. Some like of us were day. playing yesterday. So we're gonna end a few minutes early <laughs> so I can play. You can try, even yeah. though I'm not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, well, you don't have to talk. We we can play and not talk about it. That's true. I don't have to talk about we, it. We can do that. <laughs> Uh, there's like there was a couple other like I'm good at keeping secrets. Really cool things that we saw uh, a couple of years ago. I saw this game called Battle uh, Lichdom Battle Mage, which is like a game they're bringing to console now. Uh, that was like a PC game. It reminded me a lot of Skyrim. That reminds me, what is Kill Strain Four? PS4. Yes, correct. Yeah, excellent. So you said that you played Res. <laughs> By the way, Bob, mm-hmm. feel free to jump in at yep. any moment. But I do want to hear. But did you did you play Res? I didn't play Res. No. All right. Well, then I, I watched Justin play Res. So I'll, I'll key in on the, the humor part of this. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, it's known that I'm not good at VR. I, when I got to play it at PAX. How could you be? It's not even like readily available yet. Well, I'm not good at it in the sense that I get nauseous like almost right oh, away. Oh no. So there was a line for Riggs, and then there was a line for they had about like ten VR games. And it was just when it was your turn, you just sat down at whatever they put you on. It was like, oh hey, cool, you're playing Res, and I was like okay it's like i didn't want to play res uh it again it's hard to explain without without trying it it, it doesn't do any good to watch the video of it but you know if you played res before you kind of have the idea you're flying through you're flying through a digital space and mm-hmm. shooting stuff and music is happening but like when you put the headset on it's enveloping yeah. like you have no like this the things that i didn't expect was the verticality verticality of the mm-hmm. screen in front of you mm-hmm so you're like, you have to look up to see things. Yeah. And like, it's, it just trips your body out. At least it did to me. It like, it, oh, I can't wait. it doesn't feel real, but like, it just feels strange. So, so I'm, you're flying through space, looking at stuff and shooting it. And like, it doesn't help that it's like a thousand degrees in these <laughs> rooms. Yeah. And you're wearing a headset, you're wearing monitor, like, um, uh, headphones over the headset you're complete, like your senses are completely cut off from everything around you're, you. You're enveloped in this whole mm-hmm. thing, and it's just it's all encompassing around you, and like there's no escape from it. This is so my jam. 
I fuck. I'm ready. Uh, and so I played like eight levels, but it's just like at the end of the level, like everything like jumps at your face and like disappears and then reappears and you're in a different level and then all of a sudden they jam you to the right and now you're looking sideways and like I lasted like eight levels. And then I was like, I'm starting to get nauseous. And so I was just like, I've had enough. Like I've had enough. Eight and levels is good. I had like I, I lasted in there what like ten like five to ten minutes. It felt like I was in there. An, I felt like I was in there long. an hour. Eric got to play Battlezone, which is that like tank game. Wait, wait, wait! I'm not done with with Rose yet. Go Hold ahead. On. Okay. So when you put the headset on, are you the dude or no? Are you're you, behind the dude. You're behind. Okay, so it's still. So how does that? So how does that make? I mean, obviously it's VR, but how does that make it any different? Because Res has come out in two iterations so far, and they said that when the VR comes out, that it's a reduxed version of the first one, mm-hmm. and it's going to have some new material in it. I've played Res. I can't even tell you. I've beaten that game so many times, except for Res HD. They upped the difficulty on that thing because that thing kicked my ass, <laughs> and I was a pro at the original Res. So. All right, so you're behind the, like the wireframe character, and you mm-hmm. eventually you evolve over time. You collect these things, and you end up sitting in like a lotus position by the end of it. I don't even didn't even get that far. I only got to like like when I said that I was playing through like what levels. Mm-hmm. It was just like the level was shifting around me. I don't think I got out of the first like actual level. I'll take it like I don't know whether they call them stages or levels. Mm-hmm. So you didn't like, fight a boss. I didn't fight a boss. I think I was going to fight the boss if I kept going. Yeah, if you had probably done two more levels, you would have. I wouldn't have made it. Um. Yeah, yeah you're you, you, starting to turn green. Yeah, it's like it's a, like, almost like a music sim. Like you, you connect the the reticle to the enemies, and it like it claps and it beats and it does all this stuff. And you're flying around really fast, like really fast. Oh my, I'm so jealous, man. Oh my god, that game, that announcement will make me buy this stuff. I want to play that so bad. I can't, I can't recommend people trying this thing enough. Like I, I, it, it's so. Like if you see somebody with a VR thing, just put it on. Like you have mm-hmm. to, you have to try it to understand it. Can you believe? Like I, I, I tweeted this out today. Can you believe that by this time next year, we're gonna be at least like knee deep in proper VR gaming? Twenty sixteen is gonna be a big year. I'm so excited. Did you get to? Uh, so, I got to play Res. Eric got to play like a battle zone, which was like a tank thing, which he said okay. was a lot of fun. So that pretty much ended the first day. And then the second day we ran and made sure that we were online for rigs. So I lasted about a minute in rigs. Really? Really. That was it. And now I know that I can't play VR. So like when VR comes out, I'm just going to have to ignore it. Just because I can't do it. That's no, 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 no. Dude, I lasted a minute. So basically in rigs, what was the trippy part was, so they they put the VR headset on, which was very comfortable. I I found it to be more uh, comfortable than the Oculus. Um, Did you play on? It was the Morph, uh, Morpheus or whatever the hell the PlayStation VR. That's what it's called, PlayStation yeah. VR. Okay. So that it's it's super comfortable. Um, Surprisingly, it's light. I was thinking it was going to be a lot heavier than what it was. Yeah, it is really light. You like you don't even realize you're wearing it for the most All right, part. So the name Morpheus is dead. Yeah, so Morpheus is dead. It was no just longer, a code name. Okay. Nope, it is PlayStation VR. All right. So basically, you start by going in and you get to choose your mech uh, or your rig. And each of them had like a different type of ability. One was smaller; it could run through smaller tunnels. One was like a double had a double jump. One had a hover. So I chose the one with the double jump. 
and you put the headset on and all of a sudden you were looking at like an 18 tall foot robot nice Mm-hmm. And you are in like their uh, where like not warehouse but like their their loading area I'll say there's a dude room. there's pit, a, uh, call it a pit room basically because yeah. you got a pit team assigned to you there's exactly so your pit team is like all around you and you you're turning I'm turning completely backwards looking around looking up and you're looking at this like 18 foot tall robot and mm-hmm. you can you can use the, um, the analog stick to rotate the robot around it was just really cool but like in that moment I was like I do not feel great. Like, something about the way that it's just so – it's like putting your face really close to a TV screen mm-hmm. but being able to see. Like, that's the best way I can describe it. Like, having – like, picture putting your face against a 70-inch TV but being able to see the TV at the same time. Yeah. It's so strange. So next, um, all of a sudden, Eric's character is in my face, and he's, like, pumping me. He's trying to pump me up because I can see their robots now. And I climb into the robot – and now you are in and, like, this, your 3D screen pops up in front of you, which is, like, your HUD in mm-hmm. a normal game. Yeah. And so you could see, like, the, the button mapping is all there on the bottom right-hand corner. And I look down, and now I'm like, this is my virtual body. Like, mm-hmm. I have a chest and virtual legs, and my virtual arms are holding the sticks. Mm-hmm. And your brain is like, that's my arms. Like, there's nothing like it. Like my brain just instantly went. Those are my hands. I wish we had a camera on this podcast right now because yes. your face is priceless. So you get raised up into the arena, and then you just like they're like they, they told people, don't look around. Like it's going to it's going to freak you out at first, but like just walk like you were walking normally. Like when you're walking normally, you don't stare up at the sky. Mm-hmm. I was doing. But you kind of have to because when you get raised up, you're like looking and it was like where I want. I, I look like Ray Charles when I put the headset on. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my god! He he was ridiculous. <laughs> so basically, I am. You get pulled up in this thing and it's just so big. It's so big and like I wasn't expecting that. And now they were like, you aim with your face, mm-hmm. like you aim at, by looking at things. And then I started looking around, but the sensitivity was like kind of crazy. Uh huh. And they said you'll be able to change the sensitivity. But even just moving around in that thing, like there's something about it that just does not do well in my stomach. And then I jumped and then jumped again in the air. And then I was like, I'm done. Don't Dremamine or something. But don't we don't we assume that there's going to be like it's 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 a system. It's a unit, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to come out. There's bound to be some kind of like adjustment settings where you can you can maybe change the orientation or the placement maybe. of the VR. I think I, you got to get used to the adjusting the focus. It probably wasn't set right for you. But even still like I just like I have a weak stomach. Like mm-hmm. I don't do well on flights. I can't sit in the back seat of cars as we're Bob knows get... from Foxwoods. <laughs> I know a guy. We're going to have to get you some drugs. But because like they had told me before we went on um they're like we went all through yesterday. So they were there from like, you know, the, the show opened up at 11 and they were they closed at 10 and they were like two people yesterday had problems that's it that's not bad i was a third and it's like that's a thing like that's a thing that vr needs to figure out there are people like me that just get sick with that stuff and for right now until they can figure that out like every time a v like if a vr headset's in front of me i'm gonna try it but i was tripped out for the rest of the day i see okay here's two things are going through my mind one i really hope that i'm not one of those people because if i am I am going to be upset mm-hmm. and I will bitch about it on every episode of this podcast because I can. And two, um, I think it was earlier this year or maybe late last year, my friend Pete uh, that lives in Canada, he's actually developing games for the um, for the Oculus. Mm-hmm. And I got to try VR at his place 
and I was okay. Yeah, if you handle the Oculus, you'll handle this fine. Yeah, he'll he, be fine. He did give me explicit instructions, though, on how to, like, posture myself, don't get up too fast, don't do this, don't do that, don't turn this a certain way. I would tell you not to get up at all, where and it just sit. But some people are totally fine. I was with Eric, and Eric was like, that's the best thing I've ever played. And, Bob, what did you think oh, of it? I, I picked it up immediately, and it was like, all right. I, I'll, um, I'm going to divorce Mel and marry this. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was amazing. I picked it up right away, and it was like I ran train on that game. He loved it. You ran train? Oh, yeah. He was like, like 24 <laughs> kills, nine nine baskets. The guy, I just hear the guy lean over me, and he's like, you're totally in first place. Try to take it easy a little bit. I was like, uh, okay. He was trying to squash your, your streak. Yeah, yeah. Good jerk. I was, oh, that game. I can't wait for it to come out fast I'm, enough. I'm going to keep trying this stuff, but like, I just have a feeling it's not for me. And I'm I, I'm going to be in the minority. I, I bet you that ninety percent of the people that play it are going to be totally fine and have no issues. But for me, like, this is making me really sad. It made me sad we because it's awesome, positive shit. Because this is making me sad. Like I I, I well, we're gonna train you. It, we'll get it. Playing it, I, play it was, a little bit. I thought it was amazing. Like when I was playing it, I was like, I cannot wait for more people to see this because it's just mind blowing. But I just we're gonna ugh. get we're gonna get some mats. Or we're gonna go to the like to the Target and buy a bunch of bean bags so that you can just flop over in case you're having problems. That wasn't. It wasn't like I was dizzy. It's just get him some dribbles. It's the vertigo. It's the it's vertigo is what it is. You're right. My girlfriend's not gonna be able to play it. I can't wait for it. Everyone's got to try it though. All right, have to try it. I just leaned over to Eric and I was just like, I'm gonna probably get arrested today because I'm gonna be stealing one of these headsets. It comes out this year, so. Soon, not I mean, we don't, we don't have any dates, right? No, they didn't no. announce any dates. But they're showing real games now, like real games. Like Riggs is a real game. They're mm-hmm. not. It's not just like tech demos. Mm-hmm. Like Res is a real game. Battlezone is a real game. Like these are real games, right? And that's what Connect never really got right was yeah. it didn't have like real games to to use the tech on. It was always like a tech like a tech demo thing. But these are real games that seem to be working really well with it. I got the the PlayStation camera like three weeks ago, and I hooked it up. Yeah. And um, I've been using it to, to do streams and stuff like that, have a camera on me and whatever, and it's fun and it's cool. But, like, I was talking to somebody inside of the GameStop, and I was like, yeah, I, was like, I got the PlayStation camera. I'm using it for the, you know, streaming. And they're like, yeah, it's all it's good for. I'm like, no. I'm like, there's a couple of games for it. Like, nope. No, there isn't. Like, did they really never, like, nothing ever came out for that thing? It was for the move. It's It's very situational. <laughs> well, think about it. They didn't, they were going to pack in the camera like the Kinect. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that we're not really going to support it. But what they weren't anticipating was the fact that people were going to start streaming incredibly in like in high numbers right after the consoles launched. And for a right. long time, you couldn't get a PlayStation camera because they were sold out everywhere because nobody stocked them. Because why on earth would they? Well, because they made a big deal at their selling point. Oh, we can come in cheaper. So we're dropping the camera. And then everyone's got to buy the camera later on. Well, yeah, but I don't think they, they anticipated the fact that because of the built-in streaming that everyone was going to get on Twitch and want a camera. And then for a long time, those cameras were like on eBay for like a hundred bucks. When now I think you can get one for like twenty five bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, I got mine for twenty five. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, it was a nice, nice little Amazon deal that I caught. Um, bu- 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 okay, so favorite thing of the show overall? Mine was Kill Strain. Okay, rigs, uh, definitely rigs. All right. What do you think? I heard something about Rock Band VR. Ugh. I'm the only person. You know, we put up a poll um, on our Twitter. And we asked people if they were psyched for it. I voted. I said yes. It I think we're at like ninety five percent no, five percent yes. I'm the only person that's like 
Does nobody see There's the so potential? Many more things. Here's the thing. Like I'm not I'm I'm not ignoring some of the obvious stuff about this game. Like my biggest concern about something like that is the crowd. If the crowd doesn't doesn't look good and they don't have like individual animations that are set to some very specific like parameters and timers and stuff like that and they're not doing you know mm. different crap, it's going to get very stale very quick playing something like that. But the idea of doing VR and looking over and seeing like your drummer and your bassist and your the pyrotechnics and stuff going on around you in your living room while you're playing like a guitar hero or a rock band, I don't think that sounds half bad. No, I don't I, like. I mean, I, I, crickets. I, I, no, I don't think it, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I'm just thinking of rock band itself, and like you know, I'm thinking of, I'm take back. I'm thinking of Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero's new game. It looks like you are constantly in the background moving around looking looking at your drummer looking at the crowd looking at your your, mm-hmm. your bassist while all the notes are going i think if that's it in vr like sure that'll be cool it'd be you know if it's anything yeah if it's anything like what i experienced with the other stuff then yeah i could i could see the appeal there yeah but if it's like like you're like you're you know the song's starting and you're walking from backstage you're walking through smoke and you get oh, yeah. out and that'll you be see, all cool like, you know you see the crowd and they're all and you get out and you do your thing and you know whatever i don't know I'm not saying that the first version of it is going to be amazing, but if it's something that they work with and they stick to, I think it could be, be pretty cool. I think the the interface or whatever whatever it was with the trailer with like the floating ghost guitar mm. thought I thought looked very strange, but um I am at least curious about it. Um I didn't want to set it on fire. Right no, I think yet. it's. I think it'll be interesting, <laughs> and it's harmonics. Harmonics does quality stuff. So still waiting for my amplitude, man. Oh, that was there too. That'll come out one day. Oh yeah, because yeah. they, yep, they because they haven't told me anything. Nope. I put down on that. God, like two years ago. That's Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's God. Kickstarter. Some cases, it's great stuff true. comes out of Kickstarter. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm saying it takes a long time to get oh, there. Yeah, Speaking of quick, uh, the quick aside from our one of our other shows. Did you hear the the news? See the the thing on Talking Comics for Steph. She uh, Dark Horse picked up the book that yeah, she contributed to. Oh, so cool. nice. So she'll never hear this, but congratulations, Stephanie. I talked to her earlier today. It's fine. Uh, so I played some games. I guess I should talk about some games. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, guess what I played, Justin, or guess what I'm playing right now? Battlefront. Everyone's gone to the rapture. Oh, really? Yes. That's, yes. That's good. Yes. How's that walking treating you? I got to tell you something. Did you hold L2? R2. It's R2? I can't remember which one yeah. it was. I like that game a lot. It's really good. It is. It's really good. And, you know, I will admit, for the first, like, half hour, I was a little frustrated in that you're, it, you're walking, and you're walking <laughs> quite slow. And I looked up, you know, the thing. They actually, it's funny that they the company came forward, and they were like, yeah, you know, we forgot to tell you how to run in the game. We were so excited to get it out there Geniuses. that we just forgot. So, and I, you know what? I appreciate that. They weren't like, you know, they didn't try to cover it up. They were like, yeah, you know, just R2. So the sprint that you get really isn't much. And the the ramp for how you're walking versus how you're sprinting, quote unquote. It's not that different. No, it's really not. But you know what? It's fine. And it's fine because I it's it's deliberate. Right, like you're walking around in this this town. Everybody's disappeared. Something has happened in this town, and all the residents are are gone. Right, and what you're doing is you're you're following around, um, essentially like energy, like a little ball of light, 
And as you follow it around, uh, events occur and you basically get to see echoes and memories of things that happened in this town. And you're learning what happened to this town as you're following these, these balls of light and kind of searching houses and train yards and, and uh, parks and things like that for these different, uh, these different modes of light. I thought it was interesting that when you find these things, you have to like kind of tune your controller into where like there was one in particular that for the life of me I danced around this thing for a good 10 minutes and could not get it to do anything like I I was all over it holding the controller every which way and it never happened so I just moved on but it was real I tried to like look it up on a video like am I doing something wrong am I not understanding like the mechanics of, of activating these things every other one had worked except for this one but whatever I moved on the story moved on and it was fine uh, you periodically find these little like um, cell phone, uh, like Zach Morris radio phone things, yeah. and um, little like uh, radio boom boxes that play these, you know, kind of creepy uh, story bits and whatever. But what I'm really enjoying about that game is, like I said, like the deliberate nature of the walking. Right, the game, all the game really has is its its atmosphere and its pacing and its and its tone and its story. So if you were able to, like, let's say just normally walk at a normal pace or run even, you would miss so much of, like, the game is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, And it also has one of, in my opinion, I'm going to bring it up when we do our stuff, it has one of the best soundtracks that I've heard. Um, Surprisingly enough for me, like, a lot of even the choir stuff is just gorgeous. Like, you'll be walking into an area, I went near the, the church, and there were like these like these hymnals coming in and the music got really grand and and the, even the voice acting i think is fantastic it's top notch all of that yeah it's really really great and um super enjoying it but i also noticed something about it i'm playing it by myself and i'm i'm playing it in the dark um in my bedroom as i do and the game really freaks me out and it's not i don't think it's supposed to do that but for the life of me, I know that there's nobody in that town. I know that there's nobody there. I am always expecting somebody to come out of nowhere screaming, like right up behind me or like come through a doorway. I can see that, yeah. Where like you hear like you hear the radio going off and you walk into a house and you hear like, you know, one zero four four zero one one and I'm like, All right, so it's a radio thing. I creep up those stairs and I very lightly press X to open up that door and look around because sometimes the, the, the light events, they go off as soon as you walk into a door and like the break in that silence or the break in the music, that's like all serene and all nice. And all of a sudden there's this like big conversation happening. It's a little jarring. And, um, but yeah, I, um, I'm super glad that I, I, I made time for it because, uh, it seriously is. It's great. I'm really, really enjoying it a lot. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I really like that game. Yeah. I didn't know. I Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I saw, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's the walking simulator. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I, I popped it in. And I'm like, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with doing the walking. It's fine. Um, it doesn't always perform super great. Like, if you walk out of one of the houses, the shadows on the ground, it takes a while. Sometimes if you're walking, like, in the distance, there's a lot of, like, draw-in that I've experienced um, with stuff, but it's nothing that detracts yeah. from the game. Like it's not like I'm like, oh, oh, this looks bad. It looks fine. Yeah, you know when you're when you're up close and looking at things, and when you're walking uh, through like 
the valleys and the parks and the hills and everything. It just it just looks awesome. And the the progression, like the the traversal of the town and where they guide you to like move on to the next part is really, really cool. Um, I think I'm on like the third or fourth uh, like person like you. It's pretty much broken up into chapters and you're you know, you're learning about Steven, you're learning about Wendy, you're learning about Frank. And I think I'm on the fourth person uh, fourth like resident and their story and, and, and what happened to them and stuff. So I don't know how much longer I have to go. A bit. Really? It's that long? Yeah, it's like six, seven, eight hours. Depends wow. on how much you see. Okay. I feel like I've seen a lot. You got, there's, I think, six main characters. And you said you've seen three, right? Yeah, I'm on the fourth one now, I think. You got a little bit to go. All right. Um, I played Her Story. Oh, yeah, Bobby. Uh, Bobby's mentioning that game for a long time. It is definitely something worth playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, the setup for this game is uh, you're watching seven different uh, interrogation tapes, uh, all from the same person. Same person's been called in multiple times to sit down in this police you know, interrogation room office. And um, you are sitting down at a computer, like an old school computer, and you're going through their archives. And you're watching like the testimonies and the and the questioning and stuff like that. So uh, it starts you off, and the first word uh, is actually provided for you in the search bar, and it's murder. So you click search, and what happens is you get five videos. But the way that the search engine works is that it searches for words spoken in the dialogue for each video. So let's say that there's 61 videos that involve the word murder. You only get to see five of them, and it's random. So then you have to watch those videos and pick out keywords, names, places, th- things, whatever. And each time that you're done with those videos, you type a new word into the database and you get another five videos and another five videos. Huh. Eventually, you know, you see enough stuff and you search enough stuff that the story starts to make a little bit more sense. And then you'll type something in and you'll hit something that will like blow the whole thing wide open and now all of a sudden you have like a hundred questions and you like you you're thinking of so many words that you can type into that thing and you're searching everything i actually had um like a word pad uh open up on my uh on my other screen and uh like wrote down all these possible words to search just like 20 something words 30 something words of things to search and uh, I wound up seeing, I would say, at least like 85% of the game. Like at some point, they, they ask you if you want to stop. And um, so there's, like, there's no like definitive ending. Um, you, I stopped and they ask you, are you sure? And I said, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm ready to move on to another game for, for all this stuff. And they basically make a comment about what you've seen. And I, I read it and I'm like, I didn't get that. So there's uh, there's obviously some stuff that I missed. I'm going to wait until uh, I go up to Canada. I'm going to play it with my girlfriend so she can actually check it out. I think we'd have a lot of fun uh, playing that game together. A lot of people like like that game a lot. It is definitely, you know, one of the things that I, I got I got from your, your PlayStation experience thing and the VR thing is like, there's finally I feel like we're starting to get some new stuff. Mm-hmm. coming into the fold there are new types of games coming into the fold the esports thing has opened things up really nice yeah. and um her story is just i've never played 
anything like it. Like it's it's weird. Um, the actress that you watch is very compelling, and the story is weird enough that you can leave the game kind of like chewing on what you know about it. And and even if you don't get all of the pieces, it's fun to like discuss it with friends and and talk about it and That's stuff. That's cool. So um, yeah, it's definitely definitely something um, you want to at least sit down for a little bit um, before we do all of our our talks and stuff. So um, I got more games, but did you guys play anything else? I played a. I wasn't on last week, so. You played Battlefront. I played a lot of Battlefront. I played Battlefront too. Yeah, I. Uh, I haven't played Battlefront since about a little over a week ago, and I still have like 24 hours or 25 hours in the game. Wow. I'm level like 34 or something like that. Um, working my way to 50. I actually slowed down because I was like, I want to save some of this for when the the DLC stuff comes out because I want to play all that stuff. Uh, I like that game a lot. What do you What do you like so much about it? I just like the simplicity of it. Like, I don't play multiplayer shooters by myself. That's been a thing that I've been doing for years and mm. i pick this game up and i play it by myself all the time because it's just like nothing really to it there's you just go in you shoot rebels or shoot imperials and become darth vader or boba fed and i just like it like i don't know I, i'm working on trying to get the platinum but it's it's a t- it's a tough one to get um i was stuck on this one trophy for a while uh you have to win one of every game mode mm. and the hardest game mode to win is hero hunt where you are the one hero uh, well, no, I take it back. One person is randomly... It, it's a, a free-for-all, so it's like I think it's eight people in the room, and one person is the hero. And if you kill that person, you become the hero. Mm. But it's hard to kill that person. It's hard to kill the hero, A, to begin with, because they're, they're, they're strong, and you have to get the last shot. So a lot of people just like wait around to get the last shot, and then they become the hero, and then they rip off like you know 20 kills in a row. And so that's what happened. I got to be the hero first, and I was like, yay, but you don't get to pick the hero. It just instantly gives you somebody. So I think it gave me like Leia mm-hmm. or Luke. I was Luke. Is Leia yeah. even in the game? Yeah, she is. Okay. And uh, she's she's super useful, actually, in like in a team-based thing. Um, and I got like five or six kills and then died. And I was like, oh, great. And then uh, somebody else, uh, who, the guy who killed me, ended up getting like 25 straight kills. And it's just it's whoever has Yuck. the most kills when the, when the game is over. Anyway, like I kind of figured out, like, I'll just use my, like, my boost at the time was like explosive shot. So it just makes your shots explode, like literally explosive. Like they're... They're little, not rockets, but like they do like a, a lot more damage. And I ended up becoming the hero. Uh, I became Han Solo, and it's weird because usually they'll start you like somewhere else in the map, and they started me right behind like four of them. Mm-hmm. And so I got like four quick kills, and then I stayed him. I got like eighteen kills in a row. Died. Then I killed the person who killed me, and nobody else ever became the hero. I just kept being me, and then I ended up winning by like twenty-five kills. Nice. It was it was something, and it was just super empowering to run around just chopping everybody in half <laughs> um i don't i just I, like i know people are like um divisive on that game whether or not it's like it's fun long term or whatever but for me like it's my favorite shooter of the year like short i'm term just fine for me what bob said short term it's fine for me but yeah long like, term, yeah. it's just it's like it, it's just like i've mentioned this before it's whatever you get out of it and for me like mm. jumping on and playing with Eric and Bob for, you know, a couple hours here or there is fun. But, like, I also just like going in and doing it myself. So you're saying it's your favorite shooter of the year. You actually like it more than Halo? Yes. Whoa. I think it's easier. It It's an easier game to get into than Halo. Yeah. I would agree with that mm-hmm. 100%, but I'm just I'm a little surprised. I think, well, like, I think Halo is technically, like... Um, Can you aim down the sights in Halo? Yes, with any gun. Okay. 
but it doesn't really prove to be useful. Like I don't have fun picking up Halo and going in there because it's just so competitive. Yeah. It's so, so competitive. And I haven't played it since Big Team Battle came out and I've been wanting to get back into it and, and play more of their Warzone mode. But even still, like it's just like a competitive thing. And I could just jump in and just relax and not like stress and just have fun in Battlefront. And for me, like I think that's what I like about it is like I don't have to worry so much about picking up or, or like getting a better weapon. Like I have all the weapons unlocked mm. and some of the weapons really needed to be nerfed like seriously. And EA agreed and they went out and, and nerfed a couple of things. And because of that, it's become a, it's become even more enjoyable for me because everyone was running around with Han Solo's pistol, which was like way too powerful. <laughs> and they were using the barrage uh, grenade launcher as their one of their special abilities, which is like an instant kill. Hmm. And uh, they nerfed those two things. And now it's the, for me, the game's even more enjoyable because that was the only thing that was bothering me was like, great. I, like everyone's using this thing like there's this one moment where eric like i had spawned up on eric and eric was like oh god why'd you do that and i turn and look and then like darth vader's darth vader is running towards us and i was like jesus christ we're on hoth and i'm running i'm running in in uh like the air hangar and i'm like oh, good i think he's gone and eric's like nope he's still coming and then just uses me as a as bait or as like a meat shield and like kept on running and then darth vader force choked me i was like i don't even get i don't even get mad at that <laughs> how can i get mad so like, for good. me, like I, I just I really like it. I'm gonna buy the DLC pack. I'm gonna play oh, this that's, game. That was my next question. Yep, I'm definitely buying a DLC pack. Like I enjoy it that much. If other people don't, hey, that's fine. But I'm definitely doing it. All right, good for you. Yep, I'm glad. I played it for about meh, like four or five hours, I suppose. Uh, I didn't get very far uh, level wise by any stretch of the imagination. How do you do character creator in that? What do you mean character creator? Is there a character creator? No, but there's like there's a lot you of custom custom uh, custom yeah stuff. customizable stuff. You just go into your um your unlocks yeah and then there's like, like all different heads and stuff different haircuts yeah that's it though all right until yeah. you get to like high level stuff and then you can become mm-hmm. different like shadow troopers and different aliens it's probably the best one the shadow trooper looks the most awesome out of all of them it's funny like I played it I streamed it for about two hours or so two and a half hours and. uh I couldn't find a mode that, like, I really enjoyed right away. Uh, I ended up doing, like, the giant uh, free-for-all, like, the, the really big one, like, the like 40 people or something like that. It's 20 on 20. 20 so was 20. it the Walker Assault or was it Supremacy where you're capturing bases? I think both. I, I, I think I did both. Yeah, those are those are crazy to jump into when you're not used to what's going on. I had right. the most fun in those. So I, like, I love those ones. Don't get me wrong. I really do. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. It was cool. But it was like I, I, I streamed it and I walked away on the stream and I was like, all right, you know, like this is cool. Like I don't really see it, you know, grabbing me for too much longer, blah, blah, blah. And then I I, I ended the stream. I went and I played um, some Undertale and uh, like about halfway through Undertale, I was like, hmm. <laughs> You felt the force. I'm going to go back and play a little Battlefront just before I go to sleep just because. I think that's what it's good for. Like, I think it's one of those games where it's like, you know what? I got like 20 minutes right now. Yeah. Let me jump into a, a mode of Walker Assault. Mm-hmm. And like, cool stuff happens when you do that. Like, you know, I, I I finally got to use one of those stupid shield things as a barrage was coming down. And I saved like five or six teammates and like took a base. Or I got to go into an AT-AT uh, for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was on the um, forest moon of Endor, and I I got like thirty five kills in that thing in like a minute. It was like super cool, and you know what? Like for that's what it's good for for me is like 
don't really know what I want to play right now. Let me just play a couple more modes. Maybe I'll level up once. Let me let me fly around in a TIE Fighter or, you know, or an X-Wing or I got into the Millennium I'm, Falcon. I'm terrible at those things. Oh, it's so those are my favorites. Why do they... Here, answer me this question. Why do they feel so slow? Well, the, the TIE Fighters are slow. They are uh, slower than the X-Wings. So they're they're slow by design. Yes, they're they are slower by design. That's why they have a speed boost instead of a shield. Okay. Because they're more powerful than the X wings. I've seen people people have like kamikazed into me, and you and they get the kill and you don't. Yeah, why? I don't know why. Mm. That's just a weird thing. Because like I, there was one guy that like I saw him coming and I was like I'm not going to be able to get out of this, so I was just you know ah, right into him, and I died. And he got the the kill. I'm like, Wait I don't a know why. Here. I don't know why. I don't know what. You think what, you're better than me? I, I don't know what kind mm-hmm. of math they're using. There, if there's one thing that annoys me about that game a little bit, it's uh, and I think certain certain games have this problem, is certain teams have major advantages in certain levels. In um, what's the lava? The lava stage, Solus. Uh, I think so. Solus, yeah. right? I think it's Solus. Um. I feel that the Imperial troops have a big advantage starting at the higher end of the stage mm-hmm. and working their way down. Oh, yeah, because the high ground, you're always going to have an advantage. You're going to have an advantage on high ground. And in Endor, you have a serious advantage being a rebel. Because if you're an Imperial, you're wearing white armor in a forest stage. You it's are true. seen super easily. Yes. Yes, and they're harder to see because they're wearing camo gear, which is what they were wearing in the movie. But it is like there is a, a distinct advantage there to being a rebel. You are mm. way harder to see. Um, like th- those are like that's my annoyance with the game is like sometimes like if I if I've gone into a stage as a rebel, um, you don't, on, you don't get to pick. I, I don't get to pick. You kind of just go, and I'm like, I just have a bad feeling that we're gonna be in one of those loops where it's like every time I play a match, I'm on the bad side of the stage. So we'll just like leave and then join another one and hopefully get on the good side. But that's it for me. Like I really like that game. I'm gonna hit fifty. I'm gonna get that platinum. I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that somebody likes it. I'm glad that somebody will, will bring it to the table. Oh, and that challenge stuff is hard. Like those missions, challenge. you put that stuff on. Like there's missions, like two player missions. Yeah, like the co-op. For, I did something like that where I had to kill like a hundred dudes before the other team or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waves yeah. of stuff. But there's there's ones where it's like there's like um there's there's missions and then there's um like survival and those things on expert are brutally hard. I think. I played it on hard by myself and had a hard time. And uh, actually, Eric and I played on hard, and we weren't really paying attention. We thought it was going to be simple. We ended up dying on like wave six or seven out of fifteen. So I can't imagine what experts like. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that to me that's exciting. It's like something else to do in it. Nice, man. We got helicopters tonight. This is like the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? It's just uh, we're right by the police station, and so there is constant sirens and cops and fire trucks and helicopters flying over this house yeah. all the time. You live in a pretty nice area, too. It's just the police station is, like, right up the road. That's true. That is very true. I went there. I went there twice last year. Uh-oh. And <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to get somebody out of my house. Um, so uh, we're actually we're running a little bit out of time. Uh, real, I'll mention my stuff really quick because I want to end with, with you talking about a game that you, you played. Um, I checked out Gauntlet. The Slayer edition. Oh yeah, how is yes. that? It's pretty good. I haven't played. I haven't played Gauntlet since uh, what was the one on N sixty four? Um, GameCube, Dark Legacy. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah, always the so Joker. It Scorn. feels like Gauntlet, like met up with Diablo mm-hmm. for like a nice lunch, and then decided to make a game. Like there, the 
coming off like as much Diablo as I play and I still play it almost every night that um, it was weird. Like it was weird going into one of those top down dungeon crawling games. But it's awesome to see like Gauntlet was pretty much it, you know, pioneered portions of, oh, yeah. of like stuff like Diablo and, and games of the like. Uh, and to see Gauntlet in its current iteration, it was fun. I chose the uh, the elf. So I was I was the archer and uh, Best your choice. yeah your right analog uh, stick is your quick shot. And then you have you know your your tighter bowstring shot that that does more damage and stuff. Um, what makes it really interesting and what kind of separates it from from Diablo is that the enemy the conditions of the enemies and how you defeat them is different. That game gets really hairy. I'm talking like major spawns, like like a hundred things on the, oh, yeah. on the screen at once, and you're the only one there. They don't care, and everything homes in on you, so everything is ganging in on you. It's kind of like like one of those top down stick shooters, dual stick shooters, mm-hmm. and um, like there's a there's an enemy. I think it's in like the second temple or the second the second uh, cavern or whatever that it doesn't die. You can't kill it. Um, and it, it comes back. Like, no matter what you do, it comes <laughs> back. And if it touches you, you die. And unlike Diablo, you actually have lives in Gauntlet. Cool. So you're constantly having to defend yourself on top of getting rid of spawn points, on top of eluding this, like, Grim Reaper that, that just every, like, 15 seconds, I would say. He comes in for a good, like, he floats by for a good five seconds. But his, like, his sphere of influence is is quite large and like the screen darkens if you get too close to them and and it's just it's really cool for for something that's you know for free on the playstation plus network right now totally grab it yes definitely bob, bob may have been looking at that game since it first came out yeah we were always like we should download gauntlet and play that because like that's the type of game bob and i like to play together and it's cool like you didn't know it was you didn't know it was free until I told you, right? No, I was gonna get it when it first came out to buy it. I was trying to get everyone to buy it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the game's free. The only thing that you'd have to pay for if you want it is there's actually a necromancer class <sighs> sold, and it's five bucks. It would be, yeah, necromancer. I love that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I downloaded that uh, yesterday when I came home from PSX. I uh, had like five games to download. Did you get the King's Quest? Oh no, King's Quest I didn't get King's, uh, King's Quest yet. I, I started downloading. That. I was finishing. I traded in my copy of The Witcher and then bought The Witcher digitally. So Ooh. I actually I ended up making money on the deal because they were selling it for on, uh, for the Game Awards. I think it was like 25 bucks, And I was like, if I don't have wow. this game on my console, I may never actually go play it again. Mm-hmm. And I want to. So I ended up downloading that. And then the two games that I mentioned before, Kill Strain and um, Drawn to Death, Gauntlet, and then some other stuff was all downloading. So I just left my console in rest mode and then walked away. Cool. Yeah, King's Quest was a big one. Yeah, a big download. Was it? Yeah, I have I've deleted so many games off of my console because I need room. It's crazy. I need to get some kind of a bigger hard drive on that thing. Um, the only other game that I played was uh, was Undertale. I got maybe like three hours or so into it. It's really neat. It's a lot of fun. Um, you, it's like Earthbound. Hmm. You're. Okay. You're a kid and you've been like you woke up in this land and you're trying to get out and the person that is kind of like your caretaker, they don't want you to leave. They're just trying to like make you happy and make you stay and <laughs> everything's perfect and you know, you just you don't want to stay there anymore. So you have two choices. You can play the game passively 
or you can uh, play it aggressively and and fight the enemies that you run into. And it's you know turn based uh, RPG style game. And uh, I've chosen to do the passive route where I am talking my way out of every encounter. So instead of fighting anybody, I, I gain zero zero experience points. I get money, but no experience points for anything that I'm doing. And um, the way that the attacks move are there are uh, there's little mini games where you have a heart and you have to actually like physically move the heart around this this box. And the box changes in shape depending on the type of enemy that you're fighting. And these like complicated or sometimes complicated patterns of projectiles fly in and around that box and you have to move the heart around the projectiles. Now, here's the thing. Each enemy has a different set of projectiles and that's fine because you like you see it. Oh, look, it's the evil flower again. I can just go around the petals that fly around or look, it's the hopping frog. If I go to the upper right corner of the screen, he can't get me at all. So it's fine and it's easy. But then you're walking around and you get two enemies coming up to you and you can't and, and with me being like the passive talker it's not like i'm attacking anything to kill it on the first shot and i only have to deal with one of them i have to deal with both so like the the encounter will start and i'll like flirt with one of the monsters and that's that's my the dialogue's really funny and usually the, how i try to get out of a fight yeah the music's really good too and you um so i flirt with one of them and, you know, the other one, you know, so-and-so has become bashful but doesn't really understand what you're trying to say because you don't speak the same language. And the other one is upset because you decide to flirt with that one and not, the, and not the other one. So they get mad at you and they attack you and they both attack. So now you have to deal with two sets of projectiles in the same box. And that box is not large. So it's just it's been it's been a really interesting experience. It's super quirky. Um the more you get into it, there's kind of like a like a turning point for the game. Like it starts off relatively easy, not all of the jokes hit. It's a little dry, but then at, after a certain point, you start to like you you get to venture outside of your your little home, your little comfort zone spot. Um, the game gets a lot bigger from there, and a lot quirkier, and a lot cooler, and a lot funnier as you go along. So it's worth sticking with. It only takes about like maybe five six hours to uh, to complete it if you just go through it. Um, yeah, it's cool. I wanna I, I wanna go back to it. It's um, I got it on uh, my PC, so I don't know. Everybody knows I don't really like sitting at my computer all the time to play games. My back. I'm an old man. Mm, I hear you. Mm-hmm. So you played Soma. That's you. Play, yeah. You play anything else, Bob? That was pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Honeymoon Man over here. Yeah, uh, played life. Honeymoon Man life the like game. It. Uh, I did. I did play a little bit of Fallout. I'm like 15 hours in Fallout, and I just I'm in love with it. I'm in love with that game. Really, love it. Mm. It is the it is the best, undeniably. I've I've just put that claim out there. You can't take it back now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Fallout's really good at? I'm, I'll do this really quickly, and I, I I think Bethesda does this better than any other RPG that I've ever played. And they, I mean, same thing in Skyrim. So you could take dungeon or random building depending on what game you're playing you're walking along you're like walking to a quest and you're like huh there's a building slash cave here huh i think i'm gonna go inside you go inside there's like an hour long quest in there or you're traveling for an hour and you come out a different part of the map and in the middle of that you got a really cool sword slash gun or armor piece or something it's that 
Like, mm-hmm. I never feel that in any other RPG that I play. It's always like, I just want to go do this quest and get this quest over with so I can check it off on my little box. The Witcher did that. But that's, like, for me, like, The Witcher, well, I, A, I didn't play The Witcher enough to really, like, explore that type of stuff. All right. But, like, for any other type of RPG I've played, it's I've never really felt the pull to, like, go explore every nook and cranny of the world. Just for when you go back to Witcher, it has a lot of that. I'm sure it does. Okay. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying other games don't do it and, and other I'm, games might not do it well. But it's Bethesda happens to scratch that like really good itch for me. Mm-hmm. I just want you to look forward to it. Oh, I'm gonna I'm going to play The Witcher. All right, good. I know that that game is super super good. Um, I went into some random building in Fallout, and like 45 minutes, 50 minutes later, I came out with a legendary piece of power armor, nice. like a chess piece, and it was like I could have passed this and like just not gone in it. Yeah. I had to go find an open door to go in. And I was like, that's like for me, that's the part of Bethesda games that like make up for all the other crazy stuff that happens. To um, fulfill my my hoarding virtual needs, I yeah. walk into a building and take everything that isn't nailed down. I want, a, I want a mod to make me uh, the un- over encumbered. Well, they have that on PC. Mm. Or you could just take an encumbrance out. When do we get our mods? I thought this this was supposed to be a thing that like. That's not coming for a while. <sighs> yeah. That's not coming probably till the new year. That's like a, you know, this game's not going anywhere. It's false advertising. Man. No, they didn't say mods at launch. They never said that. They promised me. They will support it at some point. They'd better. They'd better. Or they'll look pretty dumb if they don't. No, they're going. They're going to do it. If they said they're going to do it. They're going to do it. It's probably just trying to make them work with the the console. The encumbrance thing doesn't really sweat. like the encumbrance thing doesn't really bother me. I just increase my strength. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. You do know that you can go down on the Power skill armor. map, right? Like so you, you don't have up? to go linear. Like you could just rent, pick random things on the skill on the skill tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not everybody knows that. No, I've been I've been picking like whatever I like, yeah, like, whatever I feel like. I like how they did that. Um, I want a poster of that skill tree. I love that thing. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'll so copy it for you. Wait a minute, isn't there one inside the? Did you you digitally? Got I digitally it? did it. Okay, you know what? I'll look. I'll, I'll look in my case. I'm pretty sure that you can un you can unfold like a thing, and it's the poster. Yeah, it is. Oh, they, cool. they give you a full if, poster. I, when I get home, I'll check if I have it. You can have it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh. So yeah, I've been playing Fallout and I really enjoy it. And I enjoy it so much, I'm like, I just want to never play anything else besides this, but I can't do that because we have oh Game of the Year stuff. Oh, I smell I smell an argument already. So I picked up Soma, and I've been playing Soma. <sighs> and Soma is not a game for me, but I'm playing it anyway. Oh, it's like, not a game for you? And... I don't like horror stuff. Mm-hmm. It's okay. not even horror stuff. And that's why I started playing it, and I've stuck with it. So Soma is a game. Um, did Bobby talk about this last week? No, he was going to wait for you to be back on the okay. show. Uh, so I've I've heard about Soma for a while. I've I've heard the guys on Giant Bomb talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, t- I talked about it a few um, like two months ago on you the did? show. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't there for that one. Maybe not. Okay. Well, like um, I'm. It's this game where you start in the modern day, and then all of a sudden you're in an underwater station, and you don't know why. You don't know what's happening. Um, it's it's one of those. You gotta get to your doctor's appointment. Gotta get to your doctor's Welcome appointment. Welcome to Rapture. Uh, the game does it, it doesn't really do jump scares. At least I haven't run into too many of them yet. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it does like weird things with your head, and like it it makes you contemplate doing things. It's and par- I don't want to spoil anything about this game. Par- it, it works with paranoia as opposed, like you said, there's like there aren't really any jump scares, but it will it will make you cower behind something and fret. For your for your character yeah. for a, a long period of time, <laughs> like, I've, I've come across there are enemies in the game that will kill you, mm-hmm. but you can't fight them. It's it's more about getting away. Yeah, 
but that's not the part of the game that's drawn me in, obviously, because I don't like that stuff to begin with. The part that's drawn me in is you come across things in the world that seriously give you pause. And you're like, I don't want to do this, but I kind of have to. And I've come across like three or four of those and like it sticks with you for like a little while. Like they really play up the like you you're a bad you might be bad if you do this, but you kinda have to do it. Nice. Oh, wait a minute. No, I know what you're talking about. There was um this is not a spoiler, but there was like a thing on the ground. There's like these machines and it was um I unplugged like all of its stuff and it started talking to me yeah. as I was doing it. And I felt <laughs> really horrible yeah and so the game kind of tr- like plays mind games with you on you know w- how far your conscience can bend mm-hmm. in having to do things that you kind of need to do murder 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 she's like, yeah murder. she's like why are you doing this yeah, why i was happy i was such a <laughs> yeah it, that, that was like oh jesus christ i wasn't ready for that i'm like four hours into it i like it it's yeah, it's it's, it's got really good atmosphere. Yes. Um, the longer you play, like I just found out where I am, and what year it is, and I'm like, oh, really cool. Oh, I haven't gotten that far. I don't want to know. I'm. It's it's really cool. I it is it is the opposite of what I thought. So Soma or everyone's gone to the rapture. To. I need to finish Soma first. Okay. I can't answer that till I finish. Okay. Both are really good. Um, both, but Soma, you're you're more engaged in the world. You you have a part in what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody's gone to the rapture, you are you're seeing what happened to this world. You really have no interaction with it. It's more of an interactive experience for you to just be there and see things. I think it's going to be really tough this year to do. Um, well, actually, no, maybe it won't be that tough because we're we're switching things up a little bit. I keep forgetting about that. I was gonna say choosing best story for this year's games would be would be real cutthroat because there's there's been some pretty good story stuff. I'm sure that will that'll be part of all the talk of all the talks. Yeah, I mean we haven't really maybe that's what we'll do next week. Like we'll settle on the format and the rules, and we'll uh, we'll make that part of next week's show. Where we're right. actually telling telling people what we're doing this year. That works. So yeah, um, my game of the year is going to surprise people. Oh yeah, it's not Transistor. I was thinking about putting Transistor back on the list just to, so it would it would win its correct award. That could be the Rayman award. It could be. It could be this year's Rayman. Yeah. Transistor, I, that was part of last year's stuff. It can't be your... Sarcasm, Steve. Get that, oh, sarca- get that sarcasm meter going. There. Hey. Yeah, but my, I, my game of the year might, might surprise a few people if I settle on this one. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to. So you've been playing until dawn and you just haven't told anybody that's what it's up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I, I would have a heart attack. You I, I had Bob's copy for a while. You got to put, you, and he took it back and traded it in. Yeah. Do, it it sat in the same spot that I dropped it off like a month and a half ago. So you haven't played it yet? Nope. Ah, oh, dude. Ah. Oh. All right. Well, don't worry. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. It'll 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 get played. All right. By somebody other than me. <laughs> what? Don't worry. <laughs> what are you gonna have somebody play it for you, and you're gonna sit and watch? No, I'll, I'll end up playing it. All right, good. Better. All right, we good? I, I'm i very good. All right, good. Can I give a little shout-out before we end it? No. No? No? No. No, no we're done. So no love. No. Good. I'm going to give a little shout-out to Nick Dulce. 
He is the uh, technical lead ma- uh, lead technical artist from uh, Brohalla. At the show, he gave us a nice little rundown on the whole game. This is the best name for a game ever. Yes, it was. The game was great. He went over like all the characters in depth. He spent a whole lot of time talking to us about the game, and I just want to give him a little shout out. Excellent, very cool. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this week's podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, we are at talking underscore games on Twitter, facebook.com slash talking games PC and email long form stuff is talking games PC at gmail.com. If you guys want to let us know what your favorite games of the year are, uh, tweet us, email us, tell us on Facebook, all that jazz. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And maybe you played something that we didn't and need to be paying attention to. You never know. Um, we have other podcasts and such happening on TalkingComicBooks.com. We've got Talking Comics, The Misfits, Talking Valiant, Talking Movies, and Talking Shoujo. A um, little bit of an announcement. We have a lot of uh, really awesome things uh, coming next year. Uh, some changes, some format changes, some site changes. Um, we're looking to spruce things up a little bit, make things interesting and, and kind of... Uh, expand if you will so uh look for some exciting stuff from uh from talking comics uh this coming year we've got a lot of ideas uh brewing right now behind the scenes so uh yeah that's gonna do it if you want to uh reach reach out to us personally um on twitter i am at dead underscore anchorus justin i am at jeroak j-o-r-o-a-k bob at malfesto m-e-l-f-e-s-t-o and jackie is at jackie turner on twitter uh, she'll be back with us next week, and um, yeah, so that's gonna be, that's gonna do it. I'm tripping over my words, so I'm just gonna end this thing now before it crashes further <laughs> into the ground. See you in the virtual world. Yeah, yeah. Be excellent to each other, guys. <laughs>